Advancing innovative research, academic excellence, and family-centered care to transform outcomes for children around the world. Children's Mercy Kansas City presents the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. Welcome to Transformational Pediatrics. I'm Dr. Michael Smith, and our topic is Adverse Childhood Events and Toxic Stress. My guest is Dr. Denise Dowd. Dr. Dowd is a professor of pediatrics and emergency medicine at Children's Mercy Hospital. Dr. Dowd, welcome to the show. Thank you. So a recent uh, study published in the journal Pediatrics showed that nearly one-third of children in the United States are exposed to violence before the age of 18. How much of an impact does early childhood adversity and stress contribute to disease and mental health issues later in life? It can have an enormous impact. Um, Exposure to violence, um, both external to the family, especially within the family, has tremendous impact. And I don't know if you or your audience have heard about the ACE studies, Adverse Childhood Experiences studies that were done at Kaiser Permanente in San Diego in the excuse me late 1990s, uh, early 2000s. Uh, Bob Onda and uh, Vince Valetti, doctors Onda and Valetti, looked at um, their um, database of Kaiser patients um, and asked uh, and and saw health outcomes like diabetes, cancer, stroke, COPD, in addition to depression, suicidality, addiction. And what they did with these adult patients is they actually did a survey and asked them, prior to age 18, were you exposed? to violence in the form of uh, sexual abuse, physical abuse, a parent uh, who was dysregulated with a mental health problem, a parent who was uh, addicted, um, a parent who went to prison, and so forth. There's about nine or ten of these. And they call these ACEs, or, and they, you add them up, and it gives you a score, a score. And they found out something extraordinary that really is influencing, I think, all of medicine right now, especially my field, pediatrics. But what they found was that the more of those ACEs you have, the more likely you are to have, as an adult, you were to have all of the mental health and, and sort of depression consequences. And in addition to that, more of your traditional bad health outcomes like cancer, uh, ischemic heart disease. Um, so you take a person with a score of four or more, and you compare them with a person with an a score of zero, they have 220% the risk of ischemic heart disease, 240% the risk of wow. stroke. Um, they have more than a 12 times risk of a suicide attempt. Um, and, and it goes on and on and on. It, it's extraordinary. Is this related to the terminology toxic stress that experts like you and, and Children's Mercy uses? What what exactly is toxic stress, and, and what are the what are the consequences of it? Yeah, we hear we hear the term toxic stress a lot. It actually came out of the Dr. Jack Schoenkopf at um, Harvard uh, Center for the Developing Child kind of coined this term. And you know, stress is unavoidable in life, um, and uh, tolerable stresses are things that happen. Uh, you know, a big test or a soccer game, you get nervous, uh, your body reacts with stress, you know, that fight or flight kind of thing, you get nervous. Um, and then toxic stress are those things that happen to a child that activate that stress response, uh, you know, that fight, flight, fight, flight, or freeze mechanism that we all have. It's in our brain. 
Um, you know, we were back living in the woods fighting off animals. It was a very life-saving reaction. Um, but what toxic stress is, and I'll use a little analogy here, if you're walking through um, the woods and a bear comes out, you, if this has ever happened or something a lot like this, you know your instant body reaction. You know, you can feel, you can just feel it. Your, your blood pressure goes up, your heart rate goes up, your eyes dilate. You know, you're going to take off, you're going to fight, or you're going to freeze. And that's natural. Now, toxic stress happens when the bear is actually, let's say, an uh, intoxicated parent that comes home from the bar every night. And you don't know what's going to happen as a little kid. You don't know if you're going to get uh, smacked around. You don't know if uh, your parent who's intoxicated is going to be really nice to you. That happens day after day after day where the stress response is activated. And this life-saving mechanism that we all have in us becomes life-damaging. Um, because your brain, especially as a little one who's developing and growing, is basically stress hormones. And if you don't have any kind of what we call protective or buffering factors, an adult which can make, uh, who can make you feel safe, um, uh, even in those circumstances, um, then this stress response actually changes the way the brain is shaped, um, actually changes the way neurons fire. And we say... The neurons which fire together, wire together. So neural pathways are actually changed and through the science of, of which we now call epigenetics, which is not the DNA that's laid down, but the way that the DNA is expressed. Right. Well, are there certain you know, uh, red flags or signals that, sh- that providers um, should look for to know if a child is is experiencing toxic stress or having trouble coping um, with adversity? Yeah, there are many things to look for. I think as a pediatrician or for your pediatrician listeners, the most important thing that you can pick up on, especially among the little kids, because you know what? It's really in the first three years of life that the brain is going to be most shaped by these. And so they're not going to tell you, you know, I've been exposed to a, a parent who's neglecting me or a parent who's abusive to me. Um, or a a violent neighborhood, but you are going to be able to see the other side of the coin, which is the protective, social-emotionally protective thing, and that's the relationship with the parent. So that's a different kind of way of looking things um, as a physician, but you really have to be become a student of the relationship that you see between the parent and the child, and you can tell if it's a safe, nurturing, protective relationship, and worry about interactions that you see between a parent and child, which may look very neglectful, uh, which may look very harsh. And I think that's one of the most telling things. Now, kids with symptoms, obviously they can happen. We see this in school a lot. We have a ton of misdiagnosis of kids with ADHD that aren't really ADHD, you know, that can't focus Mm. or they can't pay attention, they can't learn. They can be ADHD, but Trauma, exposure to trauma and violence, presents the exact same way, and it's really prevalent across the United States. So you've got to ask the right questions about what happened to that child in their life, what they've been exposed to. Kids can also take the other way, and they can become very introverted, uh, very withdrawn. Um, Their affects can be very, very flat, um, non-interactive, no eye contact. Um, Kids can be, um, with asthma, can present with more asthma exacerbation. They can wheeze a lot more. Mm-hmm. The medication's just not working for them. Well, why? Something's raising their cortisol. Something is getting them stressed out. 
and certainly exposure to violence within and external to the family can be that. So there's a whole host of uh, things to, to look for. I can mention to the listeners, there's a American Academy of Pediatrics has a, a wonderful um, kind of toolkit that primary care providers can use. Um, they can just go on the AAP.org website and, and look for um, the trauma toolkit, search it out. And there, there are some wonderful things in there to learn about this a little bit more. For the last question, Dr. Dowd, explain to us the, the two-generation model of early intervention. Yeah, and it's going to go back to that thing I said about the relationship. You know, most of the ACEs, the adverse childhood experiences, what are, how are they coming? They're coming actually through a parent or somebody related to them. It's dysfunction within the family. Uh, community violence is important, too. And so you, because the relationship between a parent and the child is going to be the thing that predicts the health of that child through adulthood life course the most, through social-emotional connections, but we're understanding now through this amazing convergence of neuroscience and behavioral science is that we're going to have to change how we do our business here in medicine. We're going to have to address um, people across their life courses so we can't uh, make these silos of, okay, there's a kid and then there's an adult. Two-generation means we've got to pay attention to both the child uh, in the context of the relationship with the adult. That's what matters, the interaction and the relationship. So that's going to create some opportunities and some challenges for us as pediatricians. We can't just actually focus on the child. Uh, we've got to think about where that stress for the child, where those ACEs are going to be coming from. And that means paying attention to what's around them, their family, their neighborhoods, right. their communities. Dr. Dowd, thank you so much for what you're doing uh, at Children's Mercy, and I want to thank you for coming on the show. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you can go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Michael Smith. Have a great day.